A word of warning. This podcast may contain themes that some listeners might find distressing. Not always, but sometimes. However, this podcast will definitely contain strong language. Therefore, if neither of these things sound appealing, it's probably not the podcast for you then, is it? Welcome to the Narcissist Ramblings podcast with me, the Narcissist Psychologist, where once more I am flying solo. Hopefully you don't mind my singular chats. Um, but as I am experiencing some continued technical difficulties with the um, brand new virtual podcast studio I bought, um, this is kind of what I'm going to be doing for a little while. Um, do I regret not buying Zoom? Probably a bit of a strong statement, but I probably should have just forked out for it. <laughs> but anyway... Here we are, Um, where today I want to talk to you about an interesting phenomenon that I've noticed on social media, more specifically a trend on TikTok, Um, or at least that's where I've become aware of the trend and um, I've not necessarily seen it on any other social media platform just yet. But before we get into that, a small request, which is normally made at the end of the episode, but I thought I might try it at the start to see if it has a slight more, uh, you know, to see if it has more of an impact. If you appreciate the show, please show some love by sharing it or rating it on whatever platform you listen to. Um, If you listen to it on Apple Podcasts, please go leave a comment um, because, as I've said before, it really helps letting people know as to whether this show is a pile of shit or whether it's actually worth listening to. Um, And it's greatly appreciated and I really kind of like hearing your feedback as well. So, yeah, Um, if at the end of the episode you like it, please go do any one of those things and I will be forever grateful. Now, now that that awkwardness is out of the way, on with the show. So, I say that this is an interesting topic, but it might only be interesting to me. <laughs> but unfortunately, because I find it interesting, you now have to listen to me talk about it. Unless, of course, you want to exercise some of your free will and stop the episode now and go do something else. But, according to Yahoo News article, um, that's right, Yahoo News article, uh, the trend that I've noticed on TikTok is called the Sigma Face Trend. Uh, which seems to have become such a huge trend that there is now a filter on TikTok that helps people do the trend more accurately. Let me explain, as best I can, using words. The trend is to pull what's become known as the Sigma face, which is a reenactment of a scene in the film American Psycho, in which Christian Bale, who plays the main character, Patrick Bateman, pulls a series of facial expressions in response to the things being said to him by a friend at a dinner table. First, he purses his lips and he furrows his brow before giving like this affable smile and a chuckle and then kind of like slightly turns his head away. Um, the aim of the trend, the aim of the trend, as far as I'm aware, as far as I'm aware, because I don't really understand trends all that much, is to pull these facial expressions as seamlessly and as precisely as Christian Bale does in the film. Not sure what I'm talking about and I wouldn't fucking blame you if you didn't. But don't worry, there's a tutorial video on TikTok with 1.7 million likes that I'm going to link in the show notes that you can go and have a look at uh, to see for yourself to kind of understand what I'm talking about. So, how popular is this trend? 
Well, uh, the same Yahoo News article, uh, which was written earlier this month, uh, and on the off chance that somebody is listening to this in the future, that is the 7th of February, 2023, um, the article reports that the Patrick Bateman hashtag has received 5.5 billion views on TikTok. The Sigma Face hashtag has received 132 million views, whilst the Sigma Male hashtag has nearly 4.5 billion views. It's fair to say that this is probably quite a popular trend at the moment. Not only that, um, if you go look on YouTube and type in Sigma Male, there are just loads of videos about the Sigma Male, with such titles as The Dark Side of Sigma Males, which was released two days ago with 11,000 views, Uh, The Sigma Stare, which was released two weeks ago and has 107,000 views, What is a Sigma Male, released eight days ago with 22,000 views, how uh, sorry? How Sigma Males Approach Women, which was released a year ago with 214,000 views. Why Sigma Males Have No Friends, which was released two months ago with 568,000 views. And Why Sigma Males Are the Most Dangerous Breed, released five months ago with 677,000 views. So, you get the picture. What's the fuss though, right? It's just some facial expressions, no big deal. Which, on the face of it, I would agree. But I guess there's kind of two things to note. And I will say to note, rather than to say that I'm concerned about, um, which might make it seem like I'm making a bigger deal out of, a big deal out of nothing. Um, So what I'm going to do is I'm just going to talk through this. And, you know, at the end of it, you can decide as to whether I've (laughs) made this... um, made a big deal out of nothing or if there is potentially a cause for concern so the first thing to note is that this trend seems to glorify what's known as the sigma male don't worry we're going to get onto that in a second um according to one youtube video um there has however been a rise in poking fun at the sigma male which might account for the popularity of the trend but at the same time it also makes me wonder how many people know what a sigma male is The second thing of note um, is that the poster boy Sigma Male is the character of Patrick Bateman, the main character in a film called, just in case you didn't catch it the first time, American Psycho. (laughs) So to articulate why both components of this trend give me some pause, um, it might be worth looking at each component separately and then together. And again, like I said, I might be concerned, but that doesn't necessarily mean that after listening to this, you will be concerned. But this is just me putting some thoughts out into the world and you can decide afterwards. So let's start with the Sigma male. What is one of these very specific kind of males? Well, I'm not going to lie, it would make complete sense if you've never heard of a Sigma male before. But at the same time, if you're familiar with some uh, with either the Manosphere, Jimbro culture, or the idea of just generally alpha and beta males, then you might have heard of the Sigma male. But, for the uninformed, a Sigma male, sorry, every time I, uh, this is now the third time I've tried to record this, and every time I read this sort of section, I can't help but laugh. So, serious faces on The Sigma male is one of six male personality types that form part of what is known as, and please, let's keep an open mind, okay? I expect nothing but complete and utter respect and mature responses only for what I'm about to say. Forms part of what is known as the socio-sexual hierarchy. (laughs) 
that's right, they're completely real, not at all made up, completely backed up by years of scientific data and research, socio-sexual hierarchy. It's not backed up by any research or any data whatsoever. That was really, I was just being sarcastic, okay? <laughs> In case you didn't notice. This wonderful fabrication of pseudoscientific bullshit was created by Theodore Robert Beale, who at the time was known as Vox Day. That's spelled V-O-X Day. The introduction to Beale's Wikipedia page has this to say about him. Fox Day is an American far-right activist, writer, publisher, and video game designer. He has been described as a white supremacist, a misogynist, and part of the alt-right. The Wall Street Journal has described him as the most despised man in science fiction. So he sounds like a charming fellow, doesn't he? Beale once had a blog, but I have no idea what the blog was about. I will be honest, there is very little about Beale on the internet, and it seems to be that his blog um, has since been deleted. However, it seems that in the 2010s, one of the things that Beale liked to talk about on his now-deleted blog was the hierarchies of men based on, Greek, based on the Greek alphabet. All of which, I'm going to say, is potentially based on the now-debunked theory of the alpha male wolf pack leader myth, uh, which is a story for another day. I also have a post on that on my Instagram if you want to go and find it. Um, the hierarchy is as follows. Also, don't worry, um, I have linked the article uh, in this section of the transcript, which you can go and read in more depth if you want to, um, but I'm basically just going to read verbatim from some parts of the article anyway. So, deep breaths. So, Starting from the supposed bottom of this ridiculous hierarchy are the Omegas, um, who are allegedly the polar opposites of Alphas. Omegas are social outcasts, mostly nerdy. They are described as needy, clingy, and avoided by everyone, which isn't very nice to be fair. Um, and being undesirable and damaged as they are, these social rejects, in quotes, fail to attract women. Then we have the Gammas who are apparently unattractive, bitter, and introspective, in quotes. Confused with the hierarchy, aren't we all, they fail to follow social rules. Unsuccessful in attracting women, they tend to be obsessive lovers, stalkers, and narcissists. Following this, we have the Deltas, who are classed as the average normal guy. They are hard workers, but they lack drive and ambition, and struggle with attracting women. They are society's worker drones who don't believe in self-improvement. Then we have my personal favorite, the beta male, because at any point, at any time, sometimes, you know, on the internet, when you're sort of talking in support of women, you can often be called something like a simp or a beta male, um, who are described as followers of the alpha. Betas play safe and avoid risks. They lack self-esteem and confidence. Betas worship women and they blindly obey orders. They are reserved and idealistic. Then, right at the top of this bullshit hierarchy, we have the Alphas, who are described as confident, dominant, charismatic, and natural leaders. They are highly attractive to women, and Alphas, ex are, alphas are extrovert and highly successful in their careers. They thrive on challenges. Not going to lie, I'm going to go out on a limb here, and I'm going to say that Vox Day, or uh, Beale, probably considered him an himself an Alpha. And then finally, we have what you've all been waiting for, the Sigma Male. They are described as introverted alphas. Sigmas are confident lone wolves who do not seek social attention. They are immensely confident and highly attractive to women as they are mysterious and charismatic. So then, 
Apparently, sigma males are almost equal, uh, sorry, are on almost equal terms with the alphas in this weird horseshit sociosexual hierarchy, but don't play by the rules of the hierarchy. Because again, there is no real hierarchy to play, to, to play by, if you really think about it. There is only a hierarchy if you believe that there is a hierarchy. But anyway, because sigmas sit outside the hierarchy and don't play by these non-existent fucking rules, alphas can often, sorry, alphas can often find sigmas a threat. I can't believe I'm reading some of this shit out loud. Um, the article that I got all this from goes on to say uh, that the sigma has a silent, mysterious nature and immense self-confidence. They are very thoughtful and analyze their every move. However, this doesn't mean that they are shy. They are naturally charismatic, have a positive attitude and have excellent management skills. The Sigma doesn't settle in life. They strive hard to reach where they aim to be and can, ex and can be extremely, extremely manipulative to get what they want. And most importantly, and by this I mean what the socio-sexual hierarchy seems to place, place significant importance on, is women find sigmas as attractive as alphas. It goes on to say, <laughs> for God's sakes, it goes on to say that the fictional character John Wick, played by actor Keanu Reeves, is a great example of a sigma male. That's right, the guy who goes around killing a billion people because they killed his dog at the beginning of the film is apparently a prime example of a sigma male. Now, this is where it gets interesting, and perhaps, again, concerning, but I'll let you decide. The John Wick character is not the only fictional character that has been used to embody the type of man that a Sigma male is supposed to be. Um, in one video on TikTok I found, which is called The Legendary Sigma Stare, uh, which is made up of like a carousel of loads of different uh, characters just kind of staring at the screen. Uh, this video contains such characters as Norman Bates, the serial killer from the film Psycho, Jack Torrance, played by Jack Nicholson, who is the father in The Shining, who slowly goes insane and tries to kill his family after looking, uh, after, uh, after looking after a hotel during winter. Donnie Darko, the lead protagonist in the psychological thriller of the same name, where an emotionally troubled teenager sees visions of a freaky giant rabbit that prophesizes the end of the world. Um, Aaron Stamper, a 19-year-old kid played by Edward Norton who is accused of killing an archbishop in the thriller Primal Fear. By the way, I'm not going to ruin the end of this film because it is great. I would recommend you go watch it. Um, other characters include Walter White, the mild-mannered chemistry teacher who slowly turns into a cold-hearted drug dealer in Breaking Bad. Tony Montana, better known as Scarface. Um, Hannibal Lecter. I mean, literally, you all know who Hannibal Lecter is and the type of person he is. He's apparently a Sigma male as well. Um, and Tyler Durden, out of Fight Club, the soap salesman who likes to blow up buildings in his spare time as an extremist anarchist. Are we starting to notice a pattern? At this point, enter Patrick Bateman. So, Patrick Bateman is the protagonist in a 1991 novel called American Psycho, as um, I've noted above the, in the film, um, written by Brett Easton Ellis. So, um, everything I'm going to say about the book and the film... Um, aren't necessarily my words. I've coupled them together based on a couple of things that I've read about interpretations of the book and the film. I am not that much of a nerd, but if this is just what I found um, in relation to doing this episode. So here we go. So apparently, American Psycho um, is a satirical piece of work that critiques the superficiality and materialism of the 1980s yuppie culture. So the novel has been interpreted in various ways, um, including uh, as a commentary on the emptiness and moral decay of capitalism and consumer culture. 
So the book's Wikipedia page highlights a number of themes within the book, uh, with one stating that American Psycho is largely a critique of the shallow and vicious aspects of capitalism. The characters are predominantly concerned with material gain and superficial appearances, traits indicative of a postmodern world in which the surface reigns supreme. Um, it's also been viewed as a critique of the patriarchal and misogynistic attitudes of the er of the era, uh, with some viewing it as a cautionary tale about fragile masculinity. The book also drew a lot of controversy um, because some critics suggested uh, that the novel was an exploration of the psyche of a sociopath um, or a metaphor for the way in which capitalist society dehumanizes individuals. Because, just in case you didn't realize it, as well as being an investment banker, Patrick Bateman is also a literal serial killer. I mean, he kills a lot of people in the book. And the way in which he does it is really fucking graphic. I can understand why there's a lot of controversy, actually. Um, I've read a lot of violent books in my time. Um, but there is one scene in the book, which I'm not going to describe here, <laughs> that still stays with me to this day. Because it is so fucking rough. Um... So the book was then made into a film in 2000 uh, directed by the feminist filmmaker Mary Harron and starring Christian Bale in the lead role, as I've said earlier. Um, and in it, Patrick Bateman is clearly wealthy. He lives in an immaculate looking flat, wears classy suits, eats out in fancy restaurants, works out every single day and is kind of like perfectly preened. He dates pretty women and then also spends a lot of time obsessing over like the really, really minute details of his life um, to the point where like he obsesses. There's one scene where he obsesses over like the perfect business card. Um so from like a visual and materialistic perspective, I can see why he might be used as a poster boy for the Sigma male or why some men might want to embody his success, um, which I guess, and I guess this is the kind of lifestyle that the likes of Andrew Tate um, will have, will try and have been trying to sell young men of today. However, as both Mary Harron, the film's director, and Ellis, the book's author, have noted, the book is a criticism of male values that existed in the 80s, um, which I guess one might argue still exists today, which again is perhaps why somebody like Andrew Tate was, and shockingly still is, so popular. Um, what follows next is a quote written in an analysis of the book for its 25th anniversary, uh, which was in 2016. American Psycho is a book about becoming the man you feel you have to be, the man who is cool, slick, handsome, effortless, effortless, effortlessly moving through the world, modelling suits made in Esquire, having babes on his arm. It's about lifestyle being sold as life, a lifestyle that never seemed to include passion, creativity, curiosity, romance, pain. Everything meaningful wiped away in favour of surfaces, in favour of looking good, having money, having six-pack abs, dating the hottest porn star, going to the hottest clubs. I think Fight Club is about that too. This idea that men are sold a bill of goods about what they have to be in order to feel good about themselves or feel important. No one can really live up to these ideals. So there's an immense amount of dissatisfaction rolling around the collective male psyche. Patrick Bateman is an extreme embodiment of that dissatisfaction. Nothing fulfills him, and the more he acquires, the emptier he feels. Now, here's the thing. While I don't necessarily buy the whole socio-sexual hierarchy... Did I mention that I think it's a load of shit? Um, in a way, I do get that it's a way for some men to help you know, them classify themselves and understand their position in society, which, by the way, I fully get is based on a load of shit. Um, 
but because you know because it helps them sort of measure where they are in society it might sort of uh, and based on that they might be able to then try and move up the ranks um which again is such a ludicrous notion um which you know i guess is where this is the the, the pickup artistry industry um is is pretty much this to a t you know if you dress this way if you do this if you speak to women in this way then you all um you know gain money women all that kind of shit that andrew tate uh spiels um and i guess you know part and parcel of this would explain why there are so many how to be a sigma male videos on youtube um and in this way i can also understand the appeal of romanticizing film characters that might embody a certain personality type and lifestyle um i don't know i guess it gives you something to aim for and an ideal to live up to in some way right but why why on earth would you use any of the examples that have been listed so far in this episode all the people that I've spoken about are dark and moody. Yes, absolutely. You know, there's no denying that. But they also literally kill people or are like unempathic criminals. So bizarre. Um, I guess it speaks to this idea of what Jordan Peterson has stated, uh, that men should be capable of being dangerous. Um, there's a clip that I'm going to play now, um, which sort of highlights this. There's a big difference between letting people do something for themselves and saying men should be dangerous. By dangerous, that implies I should be ready to threaten someone, to hurt somebody. No, you should be capable of it. But that doesn't mean you should use it. There's nothing to you otherwise. Like if you're not a formidable force, there's, not, there's no morality in your self-control. If you're incapable of violence, not being violent isn't a virtue. People who teach martial arts know this full well, right? If you learn a martial art, you learn to be dangerous, but simultaneously you learn to control it. Both of those come together. And the combination of that capacity for danger and the capacity for control is what brings about the virtue. Otherwise, you confuse weakness with, with moral virtue. I'm harmless, therefore I'm good. It's like, no, that isn't how it works. That isn't how it works at all. If you're harmless, you're just weak. And if you're weak, you're not going to be good. You can't be, because it takes strength to be good. It's very difficult to be good. Personally, I don't think it's that hard to be good, um, but, you know, that's uh, a topic for another day. Um, and while I know that Jordan Peterson isn't necessarily talking about the Sigma male here, um, but from what I've learned about this particularly, this particular completely made up uh, male personality type, is that this is what the Sigma male needs to be, um, which is, again, in somewhat in contrast to the earlier descriptions um given earlier in which the sigma male is posed as an outsider and mysterious sure but not necessarily dangerous but then at the same time they are allegedly equal to the alpha males um so i guess they you know have to potentially be dangerous and moody at the same time but anyway i think trying to actually conceptualize the psychology behind all of this could make your head spin um and i suppose as for now what is it that i'm trying to say okay so for starters <laughs> the concept of the male sigma is not based on scientific evidence and is not necessarily as far as i'm aware recognized in mainstream psychology or in any personality theory that i'm aware of um it is a loosely defined sort of categorization of being a man that apparently has very many con contradictions as well as to what makes up a sigma male 
um, the subjectivity of which could potentially lead to loads of misinterpretations and is just genuinely such an oversimplification of complex psychological and social dynamics. I mean, the way in which we um, interact with human beings take on so much nuance and actually the way in which we present ourselves at work versus how we present ourselves with our friends versus how we present ourselves at home. Um, we obviously have stable personalities generally, but, you know, we're sort of social chameleons. We might tend to um, be different ways with different peoples, with different people. And I guess this idea of just being a sigma male um, doesn't necessarily take that into account. Um, secondly, Patrick Bateman is a fictional character and a serial killer who is portrayed as a deeply disturbed individual who lacks fuck all empathy and doesn't really have a moral compass uh, as far as I'm aware of. Idolizing such a man is, mm, I'm going to say, not healthy or appropriate and really just bizarre. Um, and for me, it also seems to send this harmful message about, you know, men being violent, men being dominant and sort of just the general objectification and using other people in order to attain your goals. Um, and idolizing Patrick Bateman as a single, as a Sigma male also just seems to reinforce you know harmful gender stereotypes that promote things like competition aggression um independence to the point of isolation um and at the expense of things like empathy cooperation and connection um i'm not gonna lie if somebody was looking for a nice neat little term with which to summarize all of that they might just call it toxic masculinity <laughs> Um, and it's possible, not definitive, but it's possible that this lead, that this way of being and this way of living your life could lead to harmful and isolating behavior and potentially perpetuate damaging cultural narratives um, that kind of like limit an, an individual's growth. Um, now, I'm not going to say that being a Sigma male is definitively linked to this, but when I mentioned earlier how... Um, the conceptualization of the sigma male is probably prevalent within the manosphere um it's potentially highly likely and again this is all theory there's as far as i'm aware there's been no research that has looked into this as far as i'm aware it's highly likely that people who maybe see themselves as sigma males or outside of the social higher uh, social outside of society or some kind of social hierarchy might sort of go down the incel or the men go their own way, also known as MGTOW um, pipelines. Um, for a further in-depth exploration as to why um, these um, potential pipelines are dangerous, I would highly suggest reading um, Men Who Hate Women by Laura Bates. It's a fascinating book. I highly recommend it. It's quite disturbing, um, but also sort of like really eye-opening. So go have a look at that. Um, and I guess finally, it's important to recognize that sort of, you know, the novel of American Psycho is a satirical piece of work that critiques the shallowness and the greed uh, that existed at the time. Um, the character of Patrick Bateman is supposed to serve as this warning about the emptiness of uh, the emptiness and moral decay of capitalism. <laughs> and um, on top of that, the fact that he commits so many horrific murders, he's not supposed to serve as a role model to be um, imitated or glorified or romanticized or embodied. Um, so potentially, you know, idolizing Patrick Bateman as a Sigma male is probably misguided and probably quite a dangerous idea. Um which just doesn't necessarily feel the best. Like every time I've seen these videos on TikTok, I'm always just like, do people actually know what this character is supposed to be about? Um, but yeah, 
Um, if people are looking for, 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 for role models, it's probably better to seek out sort of, you know, men who embody healthy, um, healthy masculinity, positive masculinity, positive role models that, you know, promote values such as empathy, compassion, respect, um, things like that. Okay. So the, the concluding comment is that if you ever see anybody talking about being a Sigma male or in any way celebrating the idea of being a Sigma male, um, you might want to have a word with them. You might want to check things out with them. Or, depending on your circumstances, you might just want to avoid them altogether. Okay. Anyway, uh, hopefully this has been an interesting episode. Um, it's been, I feel, quite short, but I didn't necessarily want to flog a horse too much. Um, if you have any thoughts, please come say hi on social media. Um, come find me, drop me a comment. Uh, let me know what you think. Um, but yeah, uh, until the next time we speak, or rather the next time I speak to you and you listen, have a good day or don't. Um, but yeah, look after yourself. Cheers for now. Bye.